Hey guys, welcome to the I Am Hunter podcast. Today, Tash and Dad are going to have a chat to Pierre from South Africa Safaris in South Africa. They're going to have a little bit of a chat about actually hunting in Africa, but then they're going to have a talk about the project that South Africa Safaris have kicked off trying to help some kids in their local town. Have a listen and find out what it's all about, and at the end you'll find out how, how we're going to try and partner with them to get their project kicked off. Do you Here want to press go. the video button instead of just the call button? Yes, I will. <laughs> Here we go. Now how do we... You have to wait until they're there. Oh, okay. Hello. Hello. Hey guys, how are you? Yeah, good mate, good. How are you? Can you see me okay? Not yet. I can see you guys. Um, yeah, let me try that. That should work. There we go, we can see you now mate. Perfect. Well, welcome to so the um, I Am Hunter podcast, mate. We've um, we've done a bit of an intro before we jumped on with you, so sorry about taking a little bit of time. No, that's good. That's good. No worries. So um, today it's just me and Tash. Um, Going to have okay. a chat to you. Um, we're basically, obviously, we want to get onto the Sun Project and stuff like that, but um, yeah. Uh, you know, we um, have well, for many, many years been interested and in, obviously hunted in South Africa. So why don't we just kick off with um, what you guys do, um, how you do it, and why you do it? Yeah. No, thanks, uh, thanks, Ron. Thanks for having me. Um, yeah, we are based in the Eastern Cape of South Africa. Uh, we've been here about six generations on our family farm. So only and, a few. Uh, couple my of years. dad started the company about. 20 years ago right 2001 yeah so it's just been in our blood you know yeah yeah forever yeah you know so um yeah that's what we do yeah excellent so you primarily do obviously hunting trips and and um you know get people in from around the world local hunters as well i'm guessing yeah we do i mean basically um we do usa canada mexico um not so much europe um we actually we don't do local hunters um yeah well this year we did we did do a few this year yeah um obviously with the whole covid thing going on mm -hmm. um but yeah we focus uh, north america basically yeah yeah okay and what's your kind of specialty down there um like for as far as an animal's concerned i mean you know they they, they talk about limpopo being quite good for certain things and and you kind of got yeah. free state and that kind of belt in the middle that's that's good for some other animals. What what what's good where you guys are at? Yeah, I think I mean in our area you get uh, we've got lots of free range hunting, yeah, um, which we are pretty proud of. Um, I think stuff like Valreba, Cliff Springer, uh, uh, Mountain Rebuck, uh, down at the coast you get Bushbuck. Yeah, um, you get Blue Diker, Cape Grazebuck, Oraby. Blue Diker. You know, that's kind of. Yeah. yeah, blue diker, yes, yes. Yeah. So that's that's pretty um, unique to this area. I'm coming to your and place. Then, <laughs> <laughs> and then other than that, I mean, you obviously have all the your typical plains game species. species. Um, yeah. You've got some good buffalo hunting. Um, I think a big variety. You know, we have um, from the open plains to the highest mountains, thick, thick bush down at the coast. Yeah, um, so pretty good variety of areas and species that you can hunt. Yeah, yeah. I'm interested in the fact that you said free range because 
when we speak to most yeah. people, you know, and, and we really enjoy free range hunting. That's the hunting we do yeah. locally. Um, yeah. And it's certainly the hunting that even we do around the world, we, we prefer yeah. to do free range hunting. Um, yeah. And so I'm interested to hear your view on free range hunting and, and how you do that because for the most part, um, you know, when we talk to people, even about hunting South Africa, we, we do actually explain yeah. to them a lot of it. They're, they're large properties, they're massive properties, but a lot of it is high fence. So yeah. I'm interested to yeah. hear you, you guys, how you do it. No, I think, man, in our area, you know, there's um, we, we have lots of sheep farmers. Yeah. You know, so those farms are all free range. And on those farms, I mean, there are sheep. Um, it's not like all over, but there's... You know, there's lots of game on those on those farms as well. Yeah, they're big properties. Yeah, you know? so they border against each other, and then you have, you know, maybe uh, five or six properties that are maybe uh, seven, eight thousand hectares each. Yeah, which is totally free ranging. You know, um, but yeah, I mean, I have nothing against hunting in high fences. We do it also. Yeah, sure, uh, sure. I would say we do maybe maybe sixty uh, percent uh, of our hunts. We're doing free-ranging areas and 40% in high-fenced areas. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's just that's just South Africa. I mean, yeah. you don't have to, uh, yeah. you know, be, be throwing the bush. That's just South Africa. Yeah. And um, I think the key is just to find good high-fence uh, areas. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, which still offers a, a good experience, Yeah. Uh, good quality animals. I mean, you do get bad areas all over. Yeah. Um, smaller areas but uh, you obviously want to try and stay away from them so just a but just a question uh, range, sorry yeah. go on go on no go no so the, the free range areas is definitely more challenging that's yeah possible. yeah i yeah. mean it's not i mean you go into those areas and if you hunt kudu in those areas you maybe hunt two or three days or four days you know to see something that you really are looking after and they, they're pretty they're pretty wide awake as well yeah yeah i bet yeah yeah, no. they'd be shot at fairly no. re regularly by even the local farmer, I'm guessing. <laughs> yeah, I think they, they're coming around, you know, it's like my grandfather, when he started, yeah, many, many years ago, they, it was just sheep farming. Yeah. You know, yeah. that was how they, that was, that was how they made a living, was out of sheep. Yeah. So, you know, 50 years ago, an animal like a springbuck didn't really have any value, mm. you know, um, we're now we've reached the point where um, it's kind of the opposite. You yeah. know, for us, uh, I mean, the game animals are are worth more than our sheep to us. You know, so they've they've definitely we've definitely taken care of those animals. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, before um, it'd just be something that was competing with the food for your sheep. Exactly. Exactly. So I mean, just the story. My grandpa, he didn't like springback at all. So the he had, the better it was for him. Yeah. Um, just to just to make a living, you know. Um, but now lots of the guys are coming around, um, you know, especially with the kudu hunting areas. I mean, kudu has got a lot of value now. So, so you know, we've been working with a bunch of guys, and, and they've really been taking care of their kudus. And and quickly, within within a year or three, you'll see a big change in the numbers and the quality of the of the bulls walking around and stuff. Yeah. 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 And, and people over here seem to think when you talk high fence, high fence over here is very different to high fence over there. High fence over here is usually yeah. small plots where the animals are used to humans and all of that kind of stuff. So they're not scared of you when you go along. But high fence over there, 
It can be a massive area that's bigger than some of the free range areas that we have down here anyway. Mm. So yeah. it's not yeah. exactly, it's not what people think it is anyway. Mm. Like the no. areas are so no, massive and it's basically I mean, if, free if, range. If, if you do your research, I mean, you'll find good high pinch areas, which yeah. are, which is as good as hunting as you can find anywhere. Yeah. You know, um, but like I said, I mean, you do get areas you want to stay away from and yeah. that's, yes. that you should um, ask your outfitter. You know, and and some guys, you know, they wanna they wanna have a proper hunt. Well, most guys do. Yeah, you know, yeah. They want they want a bit of a challenge. Um, so I think the best thing is just to to ask your outfitter straight up. You know, what areas do you hunt? Um, how big the areas are? What species can be found? Yeah. Um, but definitely, I mean, our three main high fenced areas. The one is fourteen thousand hectares, which is over thirty thousand acres. Yeah. Um, you know that's a big you can hunt there for 10 days you won't even see a fence yeah you know it's a big and also by law in south africa if there is um dangerous game like, like buffalo and elephant yeah. and rhino on your property it has to be fenced by law i was yeah. just about to actually yeah. ask you about that because it's also the bovine yeah. species as well isn't it that um wildebeest. Yeah, yeah wildebeest and stuff like that if you have have those they're supposed to be high fenced as well because of the diseases they can carry. Yeah, like blue wildebeest, yeah. Blue yeah. wildebeest, especially with a cattle. Yeah. But not necessarily uh, uh, like a 2.4 meter high fence. It can have like a 1.8 meter high fence. Okay. Um, they shouldn't shouldn't jump that. Um, but yeah, there's, there's laws with different animals. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I mean, South Africa is a pretty civilized country. It's uh, You've got people... You know, in the big cities, you don't want a bunch of elephants walking around there. Yeah. <laughs> no. That'd be a that, Yeah, that'd be certainly in- interesting as you come out of the airport to see it, you know, a, a huge, a huge... Although I do remember yeah. when we were there last time and we were driving down the highway and we just saw some wildebeest and I was like, that's so different to anything you would see down here, but yeah. it's like so common over there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and the thing is also those animals, those big animals, they cause damage, you know? Yeah. Um, Elephants, I mean, they'll destroy crops. Yeah. You know, they'll take away people's livelihoods, you know. Yeah. So you kind of need to you need to manage them, control them, keep them in a certain area. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense. Yeah. So, kind of, kind of on that same topic, though, what's your favorite species to hunt? My favorite species to hunt is probably Cape buffalo. Yeah. Mm. I, think, I think the thrill you get out of hunting Cape buffalo is pretty neat yeah yeah we haven't um, hunted cape buffalo yet no i've i've although yeah. last time uh we went over there and i was bow hunting nyala and the guys yeah. the guides had their hands over their pistols and afterwards because we yeah. were trying to find my bull that i'd shot and afterwards i'm like why did you guys keep having your hand over your pistols and he goes oh uh we had a, a male Cape Buffalo in here a couple of weeks ago and we haven't seen it since. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, and it's yeah. kind of angry. So yeah. we we're just making sure he wasn't around. And I was like, oh, thanks. Thanks for telling me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, a, that's a bad deal. You know, you, those Buffalo and they charge, you know, like unexpected sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, especially up north and stuff, you know, Buffalo that are wounded by lions and stuff like that can be pretty pretty aggressive even females you know not necessarily a big bull you know yeah. any, any buffalo up there yeah yeah we actually had in our area we had um 
a guy was actually killed like that, a young PH. Yeah. He was, uh, I think he, he must have been 28 years old or something. Um, just like that, that exact situation you talked about, yeah, he was actually, he was, um, he was killed by a Cape Buffalo like that. So yeah. pretty yeah. sad deal in our area. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, they yeah, just, yeah. I don't know what buffalo have, but they just look mad all the time. Mm. Like, we were taking pictures of no. some while we were over there, and it just, it was like, what, what is, what's making you mad? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? <laughs> no, I don't know, I don't know, it's, um, it's just one of those species, you know, you can be chilling around the water and it just looks mad. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's like the, the, the collector, you know, he yeah. wants his money. It's got to be something to do with buffalo because even, um, and I know that um, the, the, the water buffalo here are nowhere near as dangerous as, as the Cape buffalo, but if you, get yeah. them on, if you get them on a bad day and or you wound one, then watch out. You know, you, you, you can be in all sorts yeah. of trouble real quick yeah. and because yeah, they just no, love to no, turn no. on people. And if they're wounded yeah. or hurt, they I just mean, love to turn on um, people. Danny. Bamboo. Yeah. One of the taxidermists down here was shooting one with his son. Yeah. And um, shot one and wounded it, and then got attacked by it and gored. Yeah. And he had to have yeah. surgery and everything. It flipped him, flipped him, it hooked him in the arm. Yeah. And, the, and then up and over. It hooked him in the arm and in the ribs, and it flipped yeah. him over, over its back, and the, and he landed yeah. on his feet. And he reckons it's one of the only reasons he's still alive because it actually flipped <laughs> him over perfectly, and he landed on his feet. And, um, and yeah. he was able to kind of just move and, and whatever at that, that stage to try and get away and not get trampled, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, no, I think it's, it's, um, it's our, us as hunters' responsibilities to be prepared to hunt an animal like that. Yeah. yeah. You know, you don't, you don't want to get into that situation just for the fun of it. You yeah. Know? You yeah. want to be prepared. You've got to have the right gear. You've got to be, you know, trained. If you're hunting with a bow, you've got to be, you know, prepared for that. If yeah. you're hunting with a rifle... You gotta have the right rifle, right bullets. You know, know how to use the rifle. Shoot quickly. Yeah. Mm. Shoot off the sticks. Shoot off your knee. You know, you yeah. gotta be prepared for it. Yeah. yeah. Have you had any close calls yourself? I've been pretty lucky. I'm. I wouldn't say I'm a scared pH, but I mean, I take my time <laughs> when I follow a wounded, <laughs> yeah. a wounded yeah. animal. Yeah. Or oh, wounded cape buffalo. I don't. I'm not like Rambo. I just don't just walk into that bush. You know, you gotta um, take it slow and and. Uh, I've been charged, but luckily not towards me. Maybe like five yards past me, the, the bull ran. Yeah. Um, but other than that, been pretty, pretty, pretty uh, successful hunts, you know. Yeah. But it all comes, it, it, and I, I always give my guys a, a, a big speech, you know, just be prepared. Yeah. You know, just be ready. Don't come here. Think it's a joke. Um, yeah. Like I said, have all the all the right stuff and know how to shoot your rifle and then you'll be fine you just need to make one good shot and most of the times you have 40 to 60 yard shots you know on a bull like that so yeah it's a pretty makeable shot yeah you have a big vital area yeah sure yeah so yeah, so, yeah don't take chances yeah, yeah that's for sure especially not with those fellas yeah but all right, so um, let's um, probably you, you mentioned before about COVID. So um, I'll be interested yeah. to hear because uh, we've got, I mean, we've got a virus state here in Australia at the moment called Victoria, um, and a lot of our our friends and yeah. and certainly um, you know our followers and stuff like this that they're going through hell at the moment because they're completely locked down. 
Um, yeah, I think and, it's like yeah. you're, you're allowed out of your house for an hour to do exercise and then you have to go back in and that's once a day. Yeah. So it's not it's not just hunting and fishing you can't do. You can't do practically anything. anything. Um, in fact, there was a, you know, they, they tried to organise some kind of... Um, oh, freedom protest. Yeah, protest today to, for freedom. And uh, and a pregnant woman yeah. was arrested. I mean, it's gotten that yeah, bad. Yeah, she, she posted on Facebook about it, about this protest, and they arrested her for posting on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's gotten oh crazy. Goodness. So there's some pretty wild stuff going on here with this whole COVID thing. And um, albeit, no. you know, the the impact in Australia is still is still great on businesses and on people. and, and uh, yes. But we definitely, um, you know, haven't travelled around the world um, and so have the, so have the kids. And, the, um, you know, we've seen that there's a difference between, you know, poverty in Australia and poverty in, in other places. And, and that difference is vast. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, it's yeah. the you know it's the difference between you know get, waiting for your dole payment and getting food, and which happens here in Australia and and overseas. You know, there is no payment, there is no anything. It's just no. you know, yeah. if you don't eat, you don't eat, and nobody's going to look out for you. You know, and exactly. and so you've exactly. got to find a way, um, which is a completely no. different you know situation to us here in Australia for sure. So I'm interested yeah. to hear first of all from you, like how have you gone with the whole COVID thing? Um, how has it impacted you guys? I guess locally and as as in socially, um, and also the business, obviously, because I know that over there a lot of the businesses, just like here, have struggled when, you know, especially tourism based businesses. Um, yeah, you know that's an issue. So yeah, let go for it. You know, I think with us, I mean. We actually seem kind of lucky now listening to your story. I mean, we've, we we were divided up into like five levels. Yeah. And uh, so we we started at level five, which was basically lockdown, can't leave your house. Yeah. And then downgraded to level four and then on to level three. And now we're at level two already. Yeah. You know? Um, so, Man, are we level three or level two? I don't even know. <laughs> I think we. I think we're at level. Uh, no, I'm. I'm actually talking crap. I think we're at level three. Yeah. Yeah. We're at level three, so we can basically. I mean, we can travel around. We can go and stay in Airbnbs. We can go fishing. We can go hunting. So we are. I think it's just like big gatherings. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is uh, which is not allowed, and obviously international travel. Yeah. But it has it has affected us hugely, you know as for tourism in South Africa, South Africa and the whole of Africa is very reliant on tourism. And uh, obviously that is just like totally shut down for all international travelers. So Yeah, yeah. And hunting tourism especially. I mean, there, there is, yeah. like, it is a massive part of the economy over there. Am I, am I, am I yeah, right? It's huge. Yeah. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, hunting is huge. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, you know, we've got the, got the support of the government and, uh, I mean, they agree. They see the numbers, and it's just a big thing. Um, if you look at the statistics, you know the the animal populations are growing, and it's all just because of the value, yeah. you know, that the animals have. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, coming back to COVID, I mean, it's just affected us usually. Um, I mean, we basically lost freaking hundred percent of our income. Yeah. yeah. You know, so so most art. Is when they come back from the from their marketing trips in the US or Europe or Mexico, Canada, wherever they go, 
Um, when you come back in March, you're usually pretty low. You know, your tank is pretty empty. Yeah. And um, then you hope for a couple of hunts to, you know, to get you back on track. Yeah. And get everything rolling again. And now we just didn't have that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and now in January, there's another marketing trip coming up. So yeah, that'll be that'll be a pretty different experience for most of us, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just been, it hasn't been good, you know. I don't really know what to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think it's yeah. There's there's a lot of people in in that same boat, mate. And um, so it's socially, uh, how have you seen it affect kind of the local community? Yeah, it's just it's almost like dire straits, man. I mean, there's nothing going on. Um, lots of people are losing their jobs. Yeah. Um, obviously, in the tourism in- industry, even the farmers, you know, the farmers that are busy with sheep and stuff they also i mean they're suffering they're not getting the prices that they usually get um, yeah they're laying off people so just straight through the board i think everybody's been affected yeah yeah, um, yeah. so local community i mean obviously it's a it's a very very poor community and and they just it's just a bad situation yeah yeah you know, especially you know now we don't get any hunters we don't you know, usually the guys come here and they see the community and they see what we're doing in the community and then they, you know, they decide to help out and, you know, donate some stuff and, and spread the word. But this year there was none of it. Yeah. 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 So that was uh, pretty bad. Yeah, sure. So you mentioned what you do in the community. So what do you mean by that? Like, what what do you guys do? Oh, we've got, uh, I think since about maybe 2009, uh We've started with small little projects, you know, um, clients donating school supplies, um, stuff like that. And from there on, it, it has just grown to um, to quite a, a big thing that we're running now. Um, we really try and put in a lot of effort into into helping our local community. It is a very poor community, like I mentioned, and mm-hmm. uh, we've got multiple projects going. Um, we supply meat um, to the boarding house. We give school supplies to the school we've got a splash park that the kids playing you know in the summertime it gets super hot here i'm sure it does in australia as yeah. well yeah and then the kids have a have a splash park to cool down and have some fun yeah um yeah and then we also got a couple of bursaries that we run um we're trying to help a few specific talented kids send them to a good school and um give them a good future, you know, and hopefully they can give back one day into this community. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. So what, so like you were what, saying that, that, that this was kind of a, almost a hunter initiative initially? Is a, like, in fact, yeah. let, let, me just, let me just give you a little bit of context of the way I'm thinking because one of the things that we have come up against many times, uh, especially from the anti-hunting crew, has always been mm-hmm. about this idea that we just go and shoot ahead and the 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 animals just kind of left right um uh, we just take the yeah. head away and and then you know that's the end of it and we've always kind of prided ourselves i mean um you know i've been hunting and trapping since i was a kid and we've always mm-hmm. kind of prided ourselves as a family that we eat a lot of what we hunt and it's not um yeah. it's not something that's an ego thing it's just that we do that's what yeah. we do. We, we go yeah. and hunt it. We enjoy hunting it. And we also enjoy processing it. And we also enjoy eating it. Um, 
And, yeah. you know, the, the same thing, um, which was kind of weird to me when, when we went, went to South Africa many years ago now, the first time, and um, it was one of the questions I asked the PH at the time, what happens to the meat? And he said, he said because I had the same question. And because yeah. I, I had the intention, I said to him, actually, before we even left, before I even paid anything, I said, I want yeah. the back straps off everything I sell. And possibly, if I can, I want all the meat and um, myself. Yeah. Because I had a mate that was a South African pilot. And um, it just so yeah. happens I was living overseas with my wife and kids. And I, I had the intention of bringing all the meat back to the country we were living in, which we could. And, and yeah. lo and behold, we actually did. We, we, bought, we, bought, we bought home, you know... Uh, like it was like it was like eighty odd kilos of borvorst and it was dry you know and dry borst and biltong and and a whole heap of prime cuts and and all this stuff it was like oh it, it was nearly three hundred odd kilos of meat that got flown back that um, was so good and and it, and luckily for me I, like I had this mate that, that he was a pilot so we didn't it, it didn't cost us anything. You know, which was fantastic. Yeah. So we had all these kind of really unique animals to eat. You know, when we we're we we're back at home, yeah, which was awesome. Crazy. Yeah, and and oh, so that's... sorry. No, I said that's probably the, that's the first time I've heard of that. So you're <laughs> one in a million. You're a lucky guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was it was pretty lucky at the time, but um, but having said that, you know, the conversation I had at the time, and I, I remember even now was. Was with this with Willem the, the the PH and and he said no yeah. all the meat gets used and um and he said but you know if you want the meat that's we're happy if, you know if you want to make take it you can take it as long as you're going to use it because otherwise it yeah. gets donated or some of it will get sold and you know and 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 some but it pr- provides very cheap protein for the local people yeah. and um and I was like well that's great that's really good to hear but. You know, years later even now, and the constant kind of rhetoric that's been pushed by all these antis is that, um, you know... You see an animal take the herd over the field. The animal's just kind of destroyed and it doesn't benefit anyone, right? And and that's their kind of push. That's just just a bit of ignorance, you know. If they do their research, they would would know a bit more. Um, Yeah. But uh, thankfully, you guys are there to educate them. (laughs) <laughs> and you should do that as well. So, yeah. um, now, first of all, all the meat gets used. Yeah. I mean, everything. Yeah. I mean, uh, they make, they use, we use the intestines to make tripe. We yeah. use, we eat freaking from the heart straight through everything. Yeah. Heart I is mean, good. obviously, we use all the prime cuts. The only thing that gets left is like from the, like the hoof, you yeah. know, from yeah. the, like maybe six inches above the hoof, you know, that's what. The rest of it, everything gets used. Yeah, yeah. And that's a, like you said, that's a misconception, but the meat plays a huge role in the whole of the industry. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not like, I mean, obviously the client comes, he wants to have a good experience, he wants to shoot a nice animal, good representative species, but the runoff from that is huge. Yeah. And the meat is also, is, is one of those things. You know, yeah. obviously supply meat, uh, you know, if we've got 60 kids eating Game meat every single night, you know. Well, not in 2020, but in, in 2019, we had 60 kids eating game meat every single night. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, and uh, it's just huge. And, and these I are mean, kids that the... otherwise w- would not have been fed at all. 
No, listen, how it, how it initially happened is we went, I went to the boarding school, uh, or to the boarding house, sorry, and walked in there, and it was 6 o'clock in the evening, and there were 60 kids sitting there, and each of them had a cup of tea, one slice of bread, and jam on the, on the bread. Wow. That, and that, that, was, that was dinner. That, that, that was their dinner. Yeah. I was like, this is just wrong. We need to, you know, make a plan and and get some meat to these kids yeah so we uh we last year we took a lot of our meat um and we had our we have like an in-house butchery and they they processed the meat for us so we didn't give them like raw yeah uh, or uh, you know we processed we made patties and salamis and um um you know like uh, ground what do you call it mince, mince yeah. Meat, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 mince so we took that actually on a daily basis we took it to the school, yeah, or to the boarding house. So you know that's that's how we we try and help. You can't, unfortunately, you can't help. You know, we've got four thousand five hundred people living in town. Yeah, yeah. So that's a that's a lot of people. But you've got to try. We got to help where you can. Yeah, yeah. So, and these so kids in the bo- was... the boarding house, they they're orphans, right? Or they're no, they're not well, orphans. Yeah, um, they live on the farms. So they, they, their parents work on the farms and in in the week from Monday to Friday, they stay, they stay in the boarding right. house. Right, okay. Yeah. yeah. They stay in the boarding house, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But, I mean, so I they have to board that, because of the distance or something? Sorry, sorry. They, sorry, ha- they have to board there because of the distance to travel or something like that and their parents, would, exactly. it's unlikely they'd have a car or a vehicle or something like that. no. But that's that's pretty typical for the, for these areas. I yeah. went to boarding school. Everybody goes to boarding oh, school. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You leave you leave on a Monday and you come back on a Friday. Yeah, okay. Like yeah. Um, but yeah, you would know as a, as a as a scholar, you need good food, you know. Yeah. And, um, so so yeah, we try and help the kids like that with the meat. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, everything gets used. Mm. Yeah. Even yeah. even last time we were over there. Um, one of the outfitters that we went with had lions and the guts and everything from the animals that we shot went to the lions to feed them. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it was like it, yeah. nothing went to waste there. Yeah. So no. it was really no, cool no, seeing no. that. Yeah. No. And that's important to tell the people, you know, is that everything gets used. Yeah. And, uh, and it's obviously very it's important big... for the local local community. Yeah, it is. You know, it is. I mean, there's uh, there's there's other industries as well in our com- in our specific community. Um, but I mean, that meat definitely helps helps them. And we try and we try and focus on the kids. Um, that's our, you know, all of our effort goes into kids. Um, you know, and we work through the local school. Yeah. So um, um, that's that's the the structure that we work through. You know, you can't just drive in there and drop off meat and have four thousand people. Yeah. Um, you know, staking and where they can. Yeah. You know, yeah. So we try and try and organise it. Um, you know, so we have people in places that and and make sure the meat goes to the right the right places. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. And you were saying yeah. before about um, putting some kids through school as well through private school. What happens there? Yeah. Yeah, we've got it. it actually, it actually started with. Um, for, for the last three years, we've had this huge Christmas party. We've got 600 kids every, you know, mid-December. We bake, we have a huge Christmas party, and and that's all with the funds from the hunters. They, um, 
you know, we get, we have like a little show, we have Santa Claus there, we give them gifts and a meal and, and that's awesome. Mm. Um, and the kids love it, but we didn't feel like we were really making an impact in, you know, we, you make them happy for two hours and they laugh and they, they have a good time and then they run off, Yeah. you know? Um, so we felt like we, we, we want to take that and put it into something more, how can I say, um, something more specific. You know, we want to make a change, like a real change. In, a bit in more substantial. Life. Yeah, you know, not like giving free stuff all the time. Yeah. You know, so um, we went to, um, we started looking for some, you know, just uh, above average scholars in school. And uh, we came about this kid, his name is Shane DeBrain. And he's 14 years old, so he just started grade eight. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just started. And he's a talented kid. He's very quiet, um, but he, he's just a good scholar. He loves reading. He does well. And uh, he's got dreams, you know. He wants to go to Stellenbosch University and become a computer, a computer programmer. Yeah. You know. Um, so we, that's, our, that's our vision is to, is to get him there. Yeah. You know, so if we can get this thing rolling, that will be awesome. But for now, we're kind of stuck. He actually went back to school today. Yeah, right. We took him over. Yeah, we took him over this morning at 6.15 yeah. in the morning. We drove over to the to the boarding um, boarding school. Yeah. So he's back in school today. How yeah. far How far is that for years to go? Uh, it's not that far. It's about 45 minutes. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's about 45 and minutes. You, so, do you and have to do that weekly or...? Or you do that kind yeah, of every week. So yeah. we'll send him over on Monday, and he comes back on Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's his choice. Sometimes the kids they actually prefer to stay in the boarding house. So he'll just yeah. stay there on the weekends as well. Yeah. If he has friends or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, they just started with that. So hopefully, he'll he'll do okay. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah that is. Yeah. So like, yeah. how like, it it amazes me that you know. There, there's so much missing in the concept of what happens when you hunt, when you, especially when you go in a hunt, and and you hunt in a place like Africa, and you know people, like I said before, and I might be harping on about this, but you know um, people just have this perception that all you're doing is going to chase ahead, and and it, the, probably in, in general terms. You know, taking away the experience and the journey and all those kind and the cost and all those kinds of things. You know, yeah. if that's all you're looking at, then probably you're correct. The surface activity is you are going to hunt an animal, right? And you want to hunt yeah. a trophy animal, but but that's not yeah. all that happens. But the outcome of that is way greater than just one animal. It's way greater than just yeah. one experience of someone killing something. You know. There's yeah. the conservation benefits. There's you know obviously the social benefits. There's the business benefits. There's and then yeah. and then there's this, you know, on, yeah. on top of that. Now I I don't um, I mean honestly you're you're the first outfitter I've heard of doing something like that, you know from yeah. the point of view of and I, I I'm not saying there aren't others. I mean they'll probably come out of the woodwork now and start hammering me on on Instagram or something saying hey we do that too but. but <laughs> But um, but um, but honestly, I mean, you know, you, yeah. you you guys are the first ones we've heard of doing something like that, and I, I think it's bloody fantastic. Yeah. It's in fact, it's beyond fantastic. You're giving you're giving these kids something that 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 one is part of their survival, 
you know, um, yeah. which otherwise, you know, I mean, we all know the benefits of just having protein. I mean, you know, without that, your immunity, immunity system always runs low, you know, and, and you're more susceptible yes. to viruses, which is, you know, <laughs> COVID, you know, and all of these, uh, these other things that are out there that can, can kill you, you know, and, and, yeah. uh, and of course, it's, it's great to have a warm, warm meal in your belly anyway, you know, yeah. to make you feel like you can progress. And you've got something to yeah. look forward to. So they're just the simple benefits. But then in all, in addition to that, to sponsor a kid to go to university, you know. He's 14. Uh, sorry, yeah, to school. But, um, you know, to another <laughs> school. And, um, you know, obviously take him, take him out of the, you know, the situation he's in and try and give him an advantage, you know, some benefit yeah. that otherwise he potentially never would have happened. And the flow-on effect from that too. I mean, him potentially coming back later on and helping the community as well. And, yeah. and it just... Yeah. That and that's hunting is, dollars. Yeah. That's hunting dollars doing that. Yeah. You know. Yeah, for sure. And that's the, that's, that's the thing, you know, you'll have, you'll have returns in 10 years' time when he comes back into this little town. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that kid is, is so smart. He's, you know, he's well-behaved. He's, um, and if you go into his house where he lives now with his grandparents, I mean, there is no way... He would have ever gone anywhere yeah. in that situation. It's just like, I mean, even for me, I got goosebumps when I walked in there. Yeah. You know, and and, and we we got to help him to get out of it. Yeah. Um, and he needs help. He yeah. needs help, you know. And then for us, I mean, it's just, we just see it as a responsibility um, for us to, to help where we can. Yeah. And that's it. My dad always says... Um, yeah, the greater the blessing, the greater is the responsibility. Yeah. So that's um that's just how we see it, and and yeah, you know, we plan, we hope to to take a kid like like Shane into school every single year. Yeah. You know, if we can if we can start that, you know, every year um, nominate, you know, a kid like that and and take him. Yeah. Take him to Guild College where. My grandfather went to school. I went to my dad went to school there. I went to school there. Now Shane is going to school there. Yeah, yeah. You know, so if we can do something like that, that'll be awesome. And that's just what we can do. You know, we can't send a hundred kids to school, but if we can at least send one every year, that'll be that'll be very good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Uh, we need we need hunters to get definitely get on board. That. Just, just for the benefit of everyone, listen. There's probably only going to be two. Yeah. But no, there should be plenty more than that. But, <laughs> yeah. but tell us what, what's what's uh, the business name and everything again. We'll put it in captions as well um, for you guys. And if there's you know Aussie hunters out there, New Zealand Kiwi hunters, you know that they're probably our largest following. And and then there's a lot of US guys as well. Get on board with this. What's the name of your <laughs> safari again? Yeah, um, our company name is Sun Africa Safaris. Yeah, and uh, based in the Eastern Cape um, of South Africa, and um, website www.sunafrica.com. Yeah, there you go. There you have it. www.sunafrica.com. Instagram, Facebook, all of that stuff as well. You can just Google Sun Africa Safaris; it'll come up. Yeah, fantastic. That's excellent, mate. Um, listen, I'd, I, I'm just going to have a like a, a bit of a chat about what we're going to do. We we are on board with this, um, 110. Yeah. percent You know, um, I think this is bloody fantastic, and I, um, you know, h- hunting's not cheap. 
if you travel, you know. Yeah. And yeah. we've done quite a bit of, of overseas travel and overseas hunting. And, and to know that... Um, you know, you're not just buying someone a new boat, or you know, or organising their, you know, a brand new, a brand new vehicle or something like that. When you're paying for something, you know, when you when you're doing a big hunt or whatever else, and I know that you know the hunts aren't worth that much, but but I'm trying to overemphasise here. And uh, but you know, at the end of the day, to know that something like this is happening as part of um, you know what you do as a hunter, I think is absolutely bloody fantastic. So. Um, yeah. And it's just another benefit to like doing something that we love doing anyway. Yeah. I mean, we love going hunting. So, and personally, I love going hunting in Africa. So yeah. that's a benefit. That yeah. yeah. seeing that you're, you're doing something you love anyway is then going to help other people. It just makes it so yeah. much better. Yeah. And it makes yeah. that so yeah. much sweeter. Yeah, because you always have, when you go and hunt over in Africa, and, and this is for the guys out there that, that haven't done this yet, but... And, you know, two things I'll say. One is the moment you go, you'll want to go again, you know. <laughs> and the second yeah. thing is that you'll see a different side of life that, that you know, you're not going to see anywhere else. And what yeah. you're doing, you know, even with the people you meet there, you know, white, black, pink or blue, whoever they are, yeah. you know, it doesn't really matter. You're going to meet really good people and, and they survive off what you're doing, you know. Yeah. They survive off, off, off you being able to enjoy that hunt, you know, and be part of yeah. that journey, you know. And uh, and I think that's really important, and I think it's something we need to keep going because, um, you know, not only is it conservationally a, an example to the rest of the world, you know, but as a society yeah. we're helping a community that, um, that you know, otherwise... Does, well, and, and let's face it, South Africa doesn't have a huge amount of resources like a number of other countries. I mean, if you compare it to someone like Norway, which is, you know, just rich beyond compare, you know, um, yeah. or Saudi Arabia with all its oil, you know, and, and all yeah. these kinds of things. And, and and hunting is a vehicle, a commercial vehicle for for South Africa and yeah. most of Africa. Yeah, I think uh, I think also the one thing is it's um it's big in the rural areas yeah you know um there's not a lot of economy in these rural areas yeah it's farming and 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 that's it yeah you know so yeah people like you'll have the anti-hunters tell you why don't you take pictures well of course i love taking pictures but how do i get a, a photographer here to come and take pictures of some plains game animals and maybe a buffalo or something yeah. like that you know yeah um so that's the that's the the difference is you need to get him real up close and personal to the buffalo you know (laughs) (laughs) exactly the thing is like you need you know if you want to make a difference in the rural areas yeah in these areas that we live in with these people i mean hunting is by far the best thing you can do yeah yeah obviously you do it sustainable you know you're not going to go in and and then you know shoot everything you can you got to do it sustainable you got to manage your quotas every single year you got to take care of the animals yeah you know um you don't shoot the first one you see if you shoot if you see a single animal that's the one you'll go for yeah you know um Shooting a shooting an older animal that's pushed out of the herd is way more important than shooting a bigger one. Yeah, you know that might be in the herd, and that's something that we pride ourselves on: is not to just go and shoot. You know, if you see a big bull in the herd and it's a nice-looking herd, leave that bull. Mm. Yeah. You know, go and look for a single bull somewhere around. There's lots. Yeah. You yeah. Know, but uh, but yeah, uh, 
it's big for Africa and it's big for the rural areas in Africa. And every single hunting country in Africa is huge. Yeah. You know, South Africa, Namibia, Mozambique, Zambia, Zimbabwe. The people in these areas they love hunting. Yeah. It brings in it brings in uh, you know hunters from all over the world. It brings in dollars. It helps them, like you said, socially. You yeah. Know, the meat, everything. It's just a big, big runoff. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, mate. I agree. And and to a a much smaller extent, but still the same outcome here in Australia, mate. So you know our rural areas. Some of them survive off, you know, the, the off hunters actually going there and and taking part in that local community for weeks at a time to hunt specific species. Yeah. I mean, you know. New Zealand's the same. Yeah. And they're trying to stop the hunting over there as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think it, it's um, a little bit privileged of people that live in cities and stuff like that, and like hundreds of hundreds of miles away or thousands of miles away from from Africa or from these places where the hunting is actually taking place mm. to say, oh, well, you can't hunt anymore because, you know, I don't like it. It's yeah. like, well, that yeah. has nothing to do with it. Take all of that emotion out of it. This is actually people's livelihood that you're stopping. And exactly. it's, it's people's lives. Like these people actually survive off this and you're trying, it to, yeah, trying yeah. to take it away because of emotion. It's like, is that, is that the biggest problem you know the guys that are making the decisions are sitting in the big cities they've never even been here before yeah, yeah. you know it's just, I, I invite them to come and see what we do and then make an make a, a educated decision yeah yeah, yeah I, I agree mate if we find any we'll send them to you. <laughs> yeah that's the, that's the difficult part eh? yeah that's right. <laughs> Mate, it's been really good to talk to you. Um, I just want to cap this off with saying we this for us is the beginning of what we're calling the Sun Project, and um, this is a really important theme for us. We um, since we kind of uh, with the whole tar thing that went on in New Zealand uh, a couple of months back, yes. um, and and we felt that we needed to do something. We needed to put something, you know, uh, extra you know, into supporting, you know, and making sure that those animals survive as, as both a, a conservation tool, but also, you know, a genuine, you know, hunting experience. Um, uh, you know, we, we were sitting there thinking, you know, as we were talking about after the tar thing, you know, what we really should do, we should, we should do this. So to, to, to be put in contact with you, you know, and, and to, to hear the story and everything else. And I've, I've seen a, a, a little video that we will be releasing that you guys put together as well, which is just absolutely fantastic, you know, um, yeah. to see the outcome of, of what you have started to do over, over the last couple of years. Um, you know, we, we want, we want to, like I said before, we want to be a part of that. So, um, yeah. We'll start, you'll, you know, our, our followers and everything will start seeing information come out from us about what we're going to try and do um, with these guys um, and, uh, you know, Pierre and his family and, and, um, and try and support and make sure that we can, we can continue, even amongst all this COVID craziness, you know, to support, yeah. um, you know, these kids and, and help out where we can. Yeah. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it so much. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know what to say. I really do appreciate what you guys are doing. You, um, you guys are legends. 
No, thanks very much, Pretty mate. Pretty sure you're the legend Yeah, there. You, you, you started that, <laughs> mate. But we're not going to go, you're the legend, you're the legend. You're the legend. But, but it, <laughs> <laughs> No, you're the legend. Um, no, but... Um, you know, I, I think it's just a great thing all around, and I think it's it, it's it's an awesome it's awesome to be part of that experience, and and uh, and you know, definitely if we get the chance to travel sometime oh soon, my gosh, yes. we'll be looking forward to coming and knocking on your door as well, and and um, and getting down there to go for a hunt or something like that, and um, and uh, and see see the outcome of of what's happening with this as well. So. Um, you know, that's, that's my first place I want to go, by the way. Yeah. If the border's open, I'm going to Africa. <laughs> <laughs> we were supposed to be I there now. Yeah, we were We were actually going back um, this month. So, um, But when New Zealand was cancelled on us um, in April, um, we knew that Africa would potentially be cancelled as well. So yeah. I didn't yeah. bother even paying for the flights because we'd already the the money in, was in question for what we paid for in new zealand which was painful but anyway um, yeah. mate it's been I'm really really good to talk right. to you um and i really appreciate what you guys do and uh and a big thanks from us to for, to, to your family even you know for for doing something like this and and just doing that yeah. little bit extra not everybody does it you know and and it's probably yeah. something you know like i've you talked about your dad having these sayings. Well, I don't even know where I got this saying, but, but it's something that I've kind of had a principle about for a long, long time that if, if it doesn't hurt, you're not really giving, you know. If, yeah. if, if, it does, if it's not something that puts you out, you know, in some way, then you're not really giving. You're not, you, you just, it's just kind of excess, you know. Gen- and, generosity uh, out of something you don't have yeah. is more generous than generosity out of something you do have. Yeah, so. and, and what you guys are doing, I think, is, is just absolutely fantastic to put yourselves out, you know, and, and to make sure that these guys are fed and looked after is just, I can't say enough, you know, it's just awesome. So... Uh, like I said, thank you to you and your family, and um, and we'll put this all together and, and get it up online, and um, and we'll start shaping together what we're going to do from an I Am Hunter perspective to support you guys, and and make sure that even while you know there's no hunters turning up, you know hunters will be helping. Hunters will be helping in some way. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it so much. Yeah. All right, mate. Well, you have a good day. It's, we're gonna um, go to bed. Yeah, it's ten o'clock at night here, so. Um. Ten o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's time to go to bed. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm gonna go and have a old man cup of tea, and uh, and then probably hit 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 the sack myself. So. Cheers, guys. I appreciate it. We'll be in touch. Thank you so much. We'll Thanks, do. Pierre. Have a good one. Bye. 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 All right. Well, that was. Did you make sure that it was definitely recorded? Ah, uh, I think so. Where did it go? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, that was really good. Um, that was a great podcast. Yeah, yeah, I um, I know there wasn't a lot about actually, except for the very beginning about hunting and stuff like that, and and uh but i think that you know the whole thing really is about hunting yeah it's all centered on hunting in the first place so i mean even though we're not really talking about you know going on a trip or you know yeah shooting some amazing animal or or you know 
anything like that. But at the end of the day, what these guys are doing, you know, and it's it part of... It was all fed by hunting in the first place. So, yeah. so not having that there now is just... It's detrimental. Yeah. So, and it's detrimental to those people's lives. It's not just people that that own hunting outfits that get affected by this stuff. It's communities, it's kids, it's schools, yeah. it's all of it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And we're so detached from it all. I mean, you know, but, um, you know, like, obviously, oh, there's our video. It worked. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, I just, like I said, I can't say enough. It just amazes me that um, they are truly the first people I've heard um, doing something like that locally from from a hunting perspective, I know that you know I've talked to to Willem and things like that before, and and About uh, meat donating and, and stuff like and, that, and he's yeah. done that kind of stuff, uh, you know, on on some scale, and they've also looked after the people that have worked for him and their kids and all sorts of stuff like that, and and I, but I, I this think, is a different level. Yeah, that, is, it, yeah, it's it's a whole new level to go and take on. Uh, I thought it was an orphanage at first, but obviously, you know, a boarding a, house. A boarding house, yeah, and 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 make sure that they're fed every day. You yeah, know. Um, I just couldn't believe when he said they were having jam toast for for dinner. Yeah, one piece of yeah, toast and, and a cup of tea. And a cup of tea. <laughs> yeah. so, could you imagine Wonder that being your dinner? It was not Billy Tea, I guarantee. It was probably Roy Boss. <laughs> yeah, that's what they drink over. Yeah. There, yeah, yeah, but that that's that's awesome. Anyway, yeah. guys, um, we're closing off, um, you know, the podcast here. But um, you know, thanks very much, first of all, for listening. Um, I I hope you know you you found the message intriguing. Um, because we're going to be posting a lot more about it. Yeah, um, the conversations we've had already. We're we're really interested in making sure that. Um, you know, hunting dollars make a difference. And, and I think that um, we all love our new guns and we all love, you know, our new, you know, bits and pieces. And, and I, I truly believe that here in Australia, you know, we, we are exceptionally blessed, yeah. you know. Um, and I think that we have an amazing nation. I think we have an amazing, amazing capacity with income as well. Um, and I know that so there, there are varying different levels of that. Um, but, um, you know, if, if you have the ability and you have the capacity, we would certainly love for you to help us help them and we're going to find a way to do yeah. it. Um, we'll have, we'll have some ways to do that and, and we'll, we'll, we'll let you, you all know. <laughs> Otherwise have a great day, have a great week and good hunting. That's I'm Hunter out. <laughs>